Hello. Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker, picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? What does this mean? Let's figure it out together. That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the pod first. What are we doing? This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. Hello! Welcome to another episode of the Turning of the Bones podcast. I am your host, Colby Marie, (laughs) and I am tickled to be here, to be sitting down doing what I love. It has been a busy and hectic and just a series of very full days for, I don't know, it feels like lifetimes at this point, but it's probably only been months. You know, the way the brain likes to uh, misconstrue recent circumstances into forever. But uh, here I am, settled into my new apartment, getting some art on the walls. Got a rug, I got a couch, and I'm just really happy to be here. It's a lovely day here in Denver, Colorado. We're starting to get some of that nice, crisp fall in the evenings it's getting down to about 50 or 60 the leaves are starting to change I went on a lovely hike up in the mountains and saw some aspens last week and it's just kind of it's a really nice time I'm getting back into some of my routines which feels great after such a a long stretch in liminal space and transitioning which is still going on but feeling more rooted and anchored. I'm happy to say I am once again two weeks off the cigarettes. I have surrendered to the vape. <laughs> I I would try my friend's nicotine vapes and I never really enjoyed them uh, but I was getting pretty desperate with all the stress. I was definitely smoking too much and feeling like crap about myself and so I had heard that uh, vaping didn't make you feel quite as heavy and so I started I got a little mint vape and I've been trying that and it's actually working quite well with the cravings gives me a similar oral fixation Uh, and so yeah moving forward got two weeks off the cigarettes which feels delightful my body feels good I'm able to exercise every day and just feeling nice got a new little setup here little makeshift uh, pillow fort from the pillows from my couch because it is it is rush hour out on my street commerce is commercing uh, the coffee shops the restaurants the corner store they're all getting their deliveries there was a Ben and Jerry's truck just chocked full floor to ceiling like so many grams of sugar inside that truck it was probably a a 30 foot long 10 foot high truck and I was just imagining 
how much sugar was in that truck and just how utterly disgusting you would feel if you tried to eat all of it. <laughs> um, so good morning to you, you wonderful Wallies, you sultry Sarahs, you miraculous Maureens, you caring Karens. Um, I hope you're all having a lovely morning, or whatever morning you need to have. But I hope it's it's. I hope you're taking a minute to enjoy this season. Uh, this is fall is gorgeous. I've always enjoyed fall. A nice beanie, a good hoodie, and something I've been reflecting about uh, after some conversations with a friend of mine, <clears throat> or like the things that you harvest, you know. Uh, we're pretty detached from this and this definitely comes from uh, cultures and lineages that are more in touch with the seasons but I don't think in the West that you know we're too far away from being farmers or uh, working the land and so it's it's been nice for me kind of metaphorically to think about what are the things that I'm harvesting now um, kind of emotionally spiritually physically um, been mourning the loss of my garden so I'm not doing a final far, fall harvest or canning or preserving any of the things that I grew in that garden but I don't think that it necessarily needs to be a literal reflection I think that we can take this time of year to sit back and reflect about the intentions we set in the spring, the the goals we set. I know for myself, I set a ton of personal and interpersonal goals, or intra intrapersonal goals. So things I was working on, um, you know, working on boundaries, working on stating my needs clearly, working on communication, working on. kind of centering myself not in like a selfish way but uh, kind of what do I need you know what do I need to be healthy and happy and spent a lot of time uh, tilling that soil and watering those plants and doing that metaphorical dance of seeing what what gives my life meaning and being in this new apartment I feel really happy that I, I feel like I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to see some of those those efforts come into my emotional physical and mental storehouse um, I feel a lot more centered and I really enjoy this time of year because it feels like there's kind of a, a final push uh, before winter to you know to get some work done and I like working I like working hard I like helping others I have got this job and three other ones and setting up this apartment so that it's cozy so that I've got a nice little nest and a den to return to during the, the longer darker months of introspection I've got a nice place set up where I can do some creative work and I'm just gonna be honest it feels really good 
it's such a nice time of year to reflect about the efforts of the spring and the summer um, do some contemplation I just feel like there's a nice uh, nice balance we just had the the equinox and there's this nice balance of inward and outward facing uh, reflection and energy so putting some time into myself putting my my time into doing things and spending time with people it's felt really great I hit my vape um, and yeah after you know I'm still in a, a transitional period which feels appropriate uh, there's still boxes that are un, not unpacked and areas that I'd like to organize and can be kind of challenging and kind of get swept up in the frenetic energy of this season and remembering to kind of turn inward has I don't know it uh it, it's given me a moment to pause and reflect about how I recenter myself um, how do I stay balanced with the inward and outward going energy um and it's 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 been interesting. I think that you know I, I learned this in a couple of different places. Um, I think the first place that I heard it was in a yoga class uh, during the fall. We were working through postures, and you know, a lot of times in yoga, a teacher will refer to. Uh, you know, being rooted and checking in with your feet. And um, I remember having a yoga teacher kind of do a reflection about trees during this time, that trees, you know, spend the spring, you know, their energy is moving upward and outward and sprouting their leaves. Then during the summer, those leaves are collecting energy and the branches are growing. And during the fall, the tree starts to pull that energy back inward and it goes back down into the ground and the roots and I'm by no means an arborist or claim to be an expert about trees but I really liked that metaphor for this time of year and the ways in which you know you can start to pull in that energy so that you're grounded and strong through the winter and it really got me thinking about how how to not lose your fucking mind <laughs> when you're going through transition or dealing with challenging life circumstances like death or sickness or aging or losing a job or going through a breakup and I kind of did this little inventory about the things that uh that anchor me, that, that root me to the ground. You know, I heard about the rooting down and especially kind of giving your yoga practice that attention during the fall, like bringing the energy inward and moving it down towards your feet. And I've also learned that in therapy. I was working with this therapist uh, throughout the pandemic and one of the things that she suggested was uh, a rooting exercise and sitting meditation. And 
you can look at it lots of different ways, but a couple different ways that it's worked for me is when I'm sitting to imagine um, an anchor kind of flowing down through my spine and going down into the earth and kind of tethering me uh, during chaotic times. And that meditation can be can be augmented you know your imagination is uh your imagination so like you can i've heard people say imagine roots growing down into the earth um but it was really helpful for me throughout the pandemic with all the the chaos and the upheaval to to do that practice almost daily um and it, it's been it's been kind of life-changing to think about to think about the things that tether me you know it's really easy to get lost in a story or in your mind and I feel like that energy is really windy um, it can be really fiery sometimes if you're angry or watery um, but it's not you know I, I feel like during transitions and times of upheaval in your life or in society that it's really easy to get lost in the ramblings of the mind the the sways of your emotions and so I've been doing a lot of reflecting about the things that help me tether to not lose my center or to return to my center if I feel like I've been blown off course and one of the most basic ones that you know, has helped me through all the transition and loss and confusion and fear of the last year and a half is making sure that I do my morning meditation. And uh, there are lots of different styles of meditation. There are, you know, lots of lineages. You know, there's we're, <laughs> we're in the middle of the mindfulness revolution because we're in the middle of a pretty huge mental health crisis globally. And... You know, I'm not here to prescribe or tell you, you know, this is the best thing for everybody. I've definitely, in my experience working in high schools, uh, there was this big push for about a year to to help kids do mindfulness stuff. And I realized that pretty shortly into doing that, that people with severe trauma aren't always ready to sit alone with their thoughts and so this this does this doesn't apply to everybody it's worked for me you know I've had moments where meditation super challenging but I think that it, at the root of this is like you know stopping and sitting in silence for like five minutes ten minutes and just kind of focusing on your breath you know returning to the things that are pretty consistently there for you, you know, your body, your breath, your heart rate, um, you know, thoughts are going to come up, but trying to return your attention to your breathing, uh, to the way the ground feels underneath you, and just taking a moment to pause really helps me kind of stay anchored in my experience and not my thoughts or my feelings about my experience. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, so that's one thing that's really helped me is just pausing, you know, that, that routine every morning. I know that it, 
I need to do that. And sometimes I do it throughout the day. You know, I'll just pause for a couple minutes, take some deep breaths. I work with adults with uh, developmental disabilities, and when they start to get emotionally dysregulated or if they get upset about something, we just pause, uh, take some deep breaths together, and it's amazing to see how fast that helps us kind of re-regulate our nervous systems. Um, so that's been huge for me, you know, anchoring or rooting in stillness and then, you know, just taking a few minutes for myself to not get carried away in my thoughts about what needs to get done, uh, how things should be, and just be with how things are. Um, so that that's that's one thing that has been super amazing and I I think it's like an act of love you know towards yourself to take these moments to recenter or ground or root or anchor you know there's all this talk about self-care and I remember in Parks and Rec you know it was uh, the treat yourself Tom and Donna would have treat yourself days and there's this kind of there's this huge industry that is propped up by you know people pampering themselves but I think it's a little more simple than that and taking a few minutes just to sit I think is an act of self-love and self-care um, another one which is really delightful that kind of helps me and has worked you know for me inside of transitions is making sure that I get time outside every day it's pretty simple for me to spend at least 30 minutes or an hour or two outside because I have a puppy who needs a lot of exercise so we go to lots of parks um, but taking some time to you know look at nature look at trees look at flowers uh, sit on the ground and be outdoors I heard some statistic in a TED talk and I don't know how accurate this is but it seems plausible that human beings spend I think over 90% of their time indoors and so let's take you know obviously a lot of that is sleeping so let's take some of that off the plate but like that's still an exorbitant amount of time if you if you take let's say we spend what do they say half your life sleeping so let's take 50% you're still you're still like 80% indoors which is pretty significant for a species that evolved and grew outdoors, uh, worked the land. Um, and so I think returning to that for, for our animal body is really important. It helps us. It helps me. It helps me, you know, going for a hike once a week, uh, just walk into the park, going to some place with some amount of grass. You know, I'm in the city, so it takes a little bit longer. But spending some time in nature really helps anchor me and it kind of like those two things just just those two things throughout the transition I've been going through you know they they give my day structure when it feels like everything is unstructured so my kitchen's not set up and needs to be organized but I have had my coffee I've had my morning meditation I've gone outside with my dog, I've walked, I've spent some time feeling the air on my skin, the sun, looking at the green, the changing color of the leaves, the flowers that are still hanging on, 
The marigolds are really amazing right now. Some of the fall flowers are really glorious. And anchoring myself in the things that, that bring me joy and peace and stillness um, and trying to really be present for them, you know, not going for a walk because it's something I need to check off my list, but going for a walk because it's a treat. Um, you know, the older I get, the more I am <laughs> super grateful for the little things, you know, like my body works and I can walk. Um, you know, I have the ability to spend time outdoors. <clears throat> um, and being able to do that, I think, is super important for us. And yeah, I think that <laughs> transitions are so overwhelming. You know, our mind wants to order, organize things and put them in their place and know how it feels about them. And so when things are up in the air, you know, I think that like that saying, everything's up in the air, you know, well, what happens up in the air? Well, things blow around, things fall, things are not stable or steady, you know. Um, these idioms, I think, point towards, you know, some elemental connections <laughs> that we've lost, lost connection with. And so for me, grounding or anchoring or however you want to relate to it and the things that and the things that I value and the things that I need, you know, meditation or spending time outdoors, you know, there's tons of people online that'll tell you that's what you have to do. I'm not here to tell you that's what you need to do. Those are the things that work for me. You know, it could be cooking or planning meals could be the things that center and ground you. It could be, um, you know, another one that's been really helpful while everything feels up in the air is seeing people that I've known for years and years and years and years talking to people who've been consistently a part of my life you know talking to my mother to my sister to friends I've had for 20 years it, that has been really grounding that like how many things have we been through together? You know, my mom has known me for 45 years. My sister has known me for 43 years. Some of my friends 20, some of my friends 10, some of my friends five, but you know, spending time connecting is another thing that really, <clears throat> really grounds me. So going for short walks around the neighborhood and smiling at new people I meet on the street and just connecting through a hello is something that really, you know, community. Um, is something else that anchors me. Um, you know, it could be reading, it could be taking a bath, it could be working out. You know, I think this this reflection for me is kind of a part of this this longer reassessment that I'm doing which is what are my values? Uh, what, where do I want to put my time and energy? You know, I feel like turning 45 has made me pause and reflect that, you know, if I'm lucky, I'll get another 45 years of being alive, um, hopefully healthy. And so if I'm at the halfway point, 
you know, I've done a lot of random shit. I've lived a pretty, <laughs> a pretty amazing life, you know. I'm, I'm really grateful and really blessed for all of the ups and downs, and I've had a dynamic life, and here at this, you know, I know this is a mental projection, but like here at this halfway point, like what do I want to check back in with and reaffirm or reassess or let go of um, and take into the winter? And I really like the metaphor of like the harvest and the canning and the story. It's like, well, what, what needs to go back in the earth? What needs to kind of be retilled in the soil? And what do I need to take inside with me? Um, and these, these things that anchor me are really the answer for me, you know. Uh, working out or physical movement or yoga is another thing. And so my days, you know, while I'm in this transition, look pretty similar. And it feels really great, you know. Like, I get up, I feed my dog, wash my face, brush my teeth, take her outside, come upstairs get my little meditation area ready, sit for 30 minutes to an hour, get up, um, do some kind of physical movement, whether it's yoga or stretching, uh, have a little bit of something to eat, make a little coffee, um, get to work, you know. Been really lucky in this apartment because I have an east-facing bedroom, and so I'm getting up at five, between five and six, so I've got a pretty luxurious amount of time in the morning before I need to get to work. I feel like my brain's not really ready until like 10 or 9 anyways, so I do that, go through the work day, uh, make some food after work, walk my dog over to the park, watch her play with other pups, look at the mountains, look at the trees, watch the sunset, come home, do some things around my apartment to get it organized, and kind of repeat and not that routine, that, that, that the predictability of some of those things, you know, you know, the routine is becoming more solidified, but those little things like the meditation, the walking the dog, those pieces were there during the most chaotic times, you know, I didn't lose those and, you know, I probably, you know, would have lost my damn mind if I, if I'd let some of those slip. Um, so yeah, those are, those are things I think that can help us, you know, physical touch. If you have friends or loved ones, you can hug, you know, getting enough physical touch, drinking enough water, um, making sure you're eating three meals a day, getting enough food, um, just kind of taking it back to the basics when your life is, when your life is. I don't know, what's what's a good way to put this? When your life is turned upside down, when there's upheaval, when there's grief, when there's loss, when there's change, when there's transition. Uh, knowing what you're about. <laughs> knowing, you know, like, my faith and my, my spiritual practice are a huge pillar in that. Um, that equation. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm dumping a ton out here, but like, I think, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's been really fun for me to reflect, and maybe it will be for you too. Like, what are the things that bring you back to center? 
when things feel chaotic. I, I, I always was, when I was younger, I have this uncle. It's my mom's youngest brother. And if you're listening, I love you. Thanks for supporting. Um, but when I was younger, I was always kind of like, we, we'd have these family vacations. And he would go running every day, almost every day. And I remember when I was younger, I was like, wow, you know, like, my uncle's really, you know, obsessed with fitness or, you know, he looks great. He's super active. I'm like, you know, that's really great. Um, you know, I mean, it didn't matter where we were. And I was always kind of blown away. Like, you know, we're in Colorado or my grandparents' house were at my aunt and uncle's and, you know, Florida, Colorado, Ohio, Illinois, wherever he would run. And I was like, wow, this is like, I don't know, like, it just, I was so interested <laughs> that he always did that. <clears throat> and I didn't know why. I didn't really want to go running with him. I hated running. Um, but this uncle was always kind of like, I don't know, in a better mood than everybody else. <laughs> just a little bit lighter. And... Now that I've gotten older, you know, and I'm, I'm probably the age that he was when I was younger, you know, and looking up to him or looking at him, watching him do these things, I was like, oh, he's, now I, I can understand, like, this is like something that keeps his life congruent even when he's in new places, you know, and that's super important, you know, having things in your routine, you know, I, I can't go on vacation and not meditate. The last time... I didn't meditate on vacation. It was a nightmare for me. And I don't know, just looking at that, it's like this little seed of an example that I didn't even know was a lesson was kind of there in front of me the whole time that having something like that. Because um, when I was younger, I was like, why would you want to just do the same thing? That's stupid. And now that I'm a little older, I can kind of see the wisdom in it. Not kind of, I fully do, you know, having those things. Because travel or seeing your family is just another transition. I mentioned it in the last podcast. Uh, that's why so many things come up at Christmas or Thanksgiving. is because everyone's out of their routine and all your old shit comes up. And then, you know, it's just a, a recipe for a drunken argument between family members. So... You know, I mean, and even, you know, other other aspects, you know, I've, I've watched people anchor themselves in smoking cigarettes and drinking, you know, my families both have high rates of uh, alcoholism and addiction. And, you know, when I was younger, I didn't realize that what I was doing when I was drinking heavily was just giving myself something predictable, you know, a hangover was really predictable. Happy hour is really predictable. Um, <laughs> they're there every day if you want them. Um, and so no shade to anybody who's using or drinking. No no shame or guilt. You know, we all use the tools and the things that work for us. Um, but I, I've as I've gotten older and done some of this work, I know that those things don't work for me. I know that it might, it's been... It's been sobering to know that all I ever wanted was some of those, some of that stability um, during chaos or transition. And I was, 
using the tools that I was shown, was using the tools that I had at hand. And then I got older and I learned some new tools. And I learned some new new things that would root me and ground me. Um, one that I really, I mean, I've been transparent. I still struggle with smoking cigarettes. Um, when things go up in the air, I go back to those. Uh, I drink too much coffee. I then kind of spiral out into a shame spiral about not working out because I don't feel like working out when I'm smoking cigarettes. And so, yeah, this is all just one big, one big journey of trying to figure out what works for you. And I'm coming to understand what works for me and the things that I need to give my life meaning and to feel like it's a rich and full life. And it's been, it's been really nice. Uh, I've enjoyed this last week of contemplating this and reflecting about, uh, the things I wanted to talk about in this podcast. And I hope that during this season, you know, maybe some of that introspection is available for you while we're uh, trying to squeeze in these last nice days, you know. Here in Colorado, fall is just glorious. It's 70 degrees during the day. It's cool at night. Um, We are a very active state. And it's easy to kind of get swept away and just doing 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 and so I hope that you know maybe some of this reflection is available for you wherever you are wherever this finds you um I was I was looking for a poem about anchoring you know and reading through uh a lot of uh, (laughs) a lot of uh seafaring authors and wasn't really finding anything and then I, I stumbled across this this poem by Margaret Margaret Atwood I don't I can't say Margaret today Margaret 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 Atwood Margaret Atwood so the name of the poem is you begin I found this on poetrysoup.com it's one of the sites I go to uh, that and the Poetry Foundation. I think I mentioned that before. You can subscribe to that and they'll give you a daily poem. It's a good way to get exposed to new authors and new poets. Um, but You Begin felt really appropriate to me. Um, because we're kind of always beginning. You know, each day is a new day. You get a, you get a start over every day. Um, and so here we go. You Begin. Margaret Atwood you begin this way this is your hand this is your eye this is a fish blue and flat on the paper almost the shape of an eye this is your mouth this is an O or a moon whichever you like this is yellow outside the window is the rain green because it is summer and beyond that the trees and then the world which is round and has only the colors of these nine crayons this is the world which is fuller and more difficult to learn than I have ever said you are right to smudge it that way with the red and then the orange the world burns 
Once you have learned these words, you will learn that there are more words than you can ever learn. The word hand floats above your hand like a small cloud over a lake. The word hand anchors your hand to this table. Your hand is a warm stone I hold between two words. This is your hand. These are my hands. This is the world, which is round but not flat, and has more colors than we can see. It begins. It has an end. This is what you will come back to. This is your hand. You begin by Margaret Atwood. And I just, I love that poem, you know, like, uh, my parents were car dealers when they met in Tahoe. And so I think for me, you know, that, that obviously wasn't about <clears throat> uh, playing cards, but I like the idea of this is your hand, you know. We each have our own life, our own journey the things that work for us. We have different constitutions. We have different core wounds. We have different families. We have different social, economic, uh, sexual, cultural, racial locations. These things all intersect in different ways to make us all beautifully unique. Um, and we all, we all, I don't know, we all are just trying our fucking best. And so thank you for trying your best with, with your hand. Um, and I also like this because, you know, I, I know I read that into the poem. But, you know, it's like... You know, when I feel really out of sorts, or if I feel like I'm getting kind of wound up, I, I put my feet flat on the ground and I take like three deep breaths, or I do some of those breathing exercises, or uh, sometimes I'll just rub the centers of my hand just to be like, yeah, I, I, I live in this body, you know. Those thoughts are kind of, you know, They can be like a storm, but like if I come back to this body, usually the thoughts kind of lose some of their sting. Um, you know, thoughts like the world, which is fuller and more difficult to learn than I have ever said. You know, I've I've spent a lot of my life trying to figure this shit out, <laughs> and I don't have any answers. I, I'm coming to know what works for me. I'm coming to know what gives my life meaning and brings me contentment and strengthens my ability to be with grief and sorrow and suffering uh, helps me weather uh, storms of fear um, but these things, these things that anchor me you know, they give my life meaning and they do it in times of transition and they do it, you know, the, the trick for me is to not lose that shit when I'm not in transition, <clears throat> to not get complacent and to 
to stay disciplined in the things that anchor me. So maybe maybe the next episode will be on discipline. I know that I, I mentioned that I would do one on Molly Brown, and I apologize. I didn't have time to do any research on her this week. Uh, like I said, incredibly busy right now with uh, this job, the, the teaching the adults with Down syndrome, personal assistant for an author, um, trying to get this apartment set up, doing some side jobs and some painting and some handy person work for people so uh, I apologize that I, I gave you a Molly Brown teaser and I didn't follow through on it um, but I hope this this podcast helps and it felt like it was a nice cohesive transition after the uh, <laughs> after the the podcast on transitions in liminal spaces um, Yeah, this is what you'll come back to. This is your hand. This podcast is a listener-supported podcast, so you can... Just thank you so much to all my patrons, all my listeners. I appreciate each and every one of you. You guys don't know it, but you hold me accountable every week to get one of these made. I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for my patrons. Uh, Thank you. You can support this podcast by sharing it with a friend, by liking, subscribing, following. On iTunes, you can leave a review. It's super helpful. Uh, You can share it on social media. Um, And if if you're getting something from this and you've got some extra money, support an up-and-coming podcaster. These small podcasts are starting to be more and more difficult to make financially feasible because they're bigger names getting into the podcast game big corporations big artists so supporting me or other small podcasters through their patreon so mine is uh, www.patreon.com forward slash turning of the bones or you can go to my website www.turningofthebones and there's a link to the patreon there uh yeah just any monthly support five bucks if you buy me a beer or a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a scone uh, if you're getting something from this um, please support and if you can't no worries if you if you don't have the money somebody else is is supporting I really <clears throat> I like that uh, blind boy says this it's a model based on soundness and kindness uh, it can help people who don't have the money you can donate a little bit extra and if you don't have the money you can rest assured that one of these other people out there who are also listening have your back um so that's really great i am looking forward to continuing to get these out have a little more time to sit down once i i got some art on the walls and stuff so i hope you enjoyed this podcast it was a delight to make and Take care of yourselves. Be well.